It's the Redemption Road Trip with Dana Vaudray and Pio Ture on Radio Live. Hey, look, what, we're starting our road trip, right? Um, yep. This is this is a little new for me. Uh, is, this, is this when we lay down the rules? <laughs> well, they're not rules. I think they're they're. Um, the firm, fair and friendly boundaries, okay? Um, I'm a control freak, so I'll drive, okay? Sure. Is that okay? But uh, I'm a very safe driver. Have you had any accidents? Not this morning, no. <laughs> no, I have. Over, you know, 30 odd years of driving. Um, no, very few, a few dings and things, but um, driving's important. We've got a good waka, so we're sweet at. I see you have both hands on the steering wheel, so this is a good start. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, we're going to speak to some pretty awesome followers and followers. Yeah, well, we've got three days, and I suppose with it being Easter weekend, we're yep. looking at a few different themes. So, if you think of redemption yep. and sacrifice, yep. and then I suppose it's sort of, you know, new beginnings, new life. Um, I mean, when I say those three things, what, what kind of springs to mind for you? We have this thing in in Maori culture, mm -hmm. tika, which means do what's right, pono, do what's honest, aroha, do it with love, like and they're it. pretty good ingredients to keep people safe or keep you know people happy or or, or you know it's a it's a pretty good um, way to make decisions based on those sorts of things. I'm really looking forward to it. Three days on the road with Peel. Driving. Driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meeting heaps of interesting people with amazing stories and, and a part of some pretty incredible initiatives all around uh, the North Island. Um, and I feel quite honoured that, you know, people are opening up their homes to us, yep. you know, going in for a cuppa and a scone and uh, sharing. Oh, really? No, I don't know. I'm <laughs> just putting it out <laughs> there. Getting my hopes up. <laughs> put the scones to the side, bring on the crayfish. Um, but sharing their stories and, and the stories of redemption, yeah. the sacrifice that they make to, to do good in their community, it's going to be good. You know why I'm excited? Why? Because quite often the good news doesn't get out. True. Okay? You know, I love listening to people who have got stories, who are changing other people's lives, changing their own lives, and that sort of contributes to a Kiwi culture that I'm a little bit proud of. Alright, Peel, question. Yo. Have you ever been to prison? <laughs> you're really getting to know each other, eh, yeah, when you're uh, on the road together. <laughs> is that the time? Um, I have, but only of very short visits. Like, I've done a bit of guest speaking there in uh, places like uh, Paremoremo and Arimutaka uh, and the one in Wanganui, yeah. It's funny, even though it's such a sad place, you actually go away feeling some good things in your heart. Yeah. You hear some rough stories, but you think, oh man, we can change, you know, we can we can redirect ourselves. I can't find a car park. What about there, between the two white cars? Oh, see, I'm the navigator. You're the navigator. I wonder if we should lock our vehicle. Nah, this is probably <laughs> the safest car park in all of right. England. Right. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Let's do this. I've come here with women before and they've given strict instructions not to wear skirts. Oh yeah. And so I didn't wear a skirt either. <laughs> no cigarettes, tobacco, smoking related items, drugs, gang stuff, no dogs, no, no weapons, bags. no bags, no cell phones, no drink 
At the NC, they should have no worries. <laughs> kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora. How are you? I'm Chris. Oh. Hi. Oh, kia ora, Chris. Well, welcome to Room Tucker Prison. Thank you. Yeah, I hope you like it. I think you will. But just don't stay. <laughs> Hotel California. You can check in, but you can never leave. All right, so shoes go on those. Okay. Anything, anything metal goes in here. Take all the mics and stuff off and just. Yeah, you probably will have to. Yeah. Hello. 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 Yeah. 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 How did this all come about? This you guys working together and this program starting? Uh, Chris came and saw me back when I had the, the restaurant. Uh, Chris rang me and wanted to come and put a proposal or idea and run it by me. Uh, well, you can talk about where the idea came from. It was, uh, it was an HR person, Tracy, and a person from the union. And they said, um, why, th why don't we put our chefs, uh, mm. our cooks, into Visa Wellington on a plate? But how did that go when you first went to see Martin? How did, how did he well, take to the idea? Well, we only knew Martin by his reputation. So he was pretty famous, you know, because he's an he's a internationally known chef. He appears to be your guy next door with a fat dog, but he actually, every so often you realise he I is an internationally recognised yeah. chef. He's got a lot of pull. And so uh, we never met him before. It's a bit intimidating. We sat in, in, the, in a sunny day uh, outside his restaurant with the yachts bobbing in the wind. It was a beautiful day. And then Tracy, I think, put mm. the hard word on you to suggest that you help us with this. And um, I think you're a wee bit circumspect, but you're very polite. Yeah. You didn't throw us out. No, I wasn't keen at all. I, I, was, yeah, it, I hadn't realised that while, while they were talking to me about it, I was like, why would I go into prison? And, 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 and why would I help men who've been convicted of a crime? Like, you know, shouldn't I be doing something about victims? And my initial reaction was kind of like, oh, I don't see it. And at the time, I was also on the board of Wellington on the plate, I was one of the founders of it, and I thought I just saw sorts of conflict there. I was like, nah, not really. But as the conversation went on, and Chris started rattling off some of the, you know, the statistics around around prisons, uh, that was kind of you know, that that was shocking, a bit confronting. Uh, and then he said a couple of things, which was you know, if we can teach a man to cook, uh, he can feed his family. And I thought, well, that's an, you know, it's an interesting proposition. Uh, and uh, and a man that can cook can get a job, and a man that can get a job can earn some money. And tends not to reoffend. I thought that was, you know, they, they were interesting you know, propositions. And I'd been, at the time, I'd been reading a lot about the idea of food as an agent of change, and can it be? Uh, and it just seemed to coincide with that. And I thought, well, I'll, 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 I'll look at it. Uh, and you guys arranged a, a visit out to Rimataka Prison. And mm. Martin looked a little bit shocked, uh, I must say. Terrified. But also, within corrections, it's true to say that we were a bit concerned about doing this because. We'd never hadn't been done before in New Zealand, as far as we remember, well, getting yeah, yeah. uh, really. Mm. And we were selling tickets to the public, and we didn't want people to think we're being frivolous. We really want our only focus was reducing reoffending, which be prisoners who can work mm. reoffend less. And the response from the public was fantastic. I mean, we could sell 4,000 tickets. We sell 300, mm. 240. We don't make money out of it. It's cost neutral, and it's been great every year. And every year. Martin's thumped it up, and I'm, I'm, I thought we would run out of steam eventually, but Martin turns up every year, and I think sometimes, Martin, I think you must think to yourself, when I've been through a bit, and you have been through a bit like we were, but you've been through a bit in the last few years, you think, who are the people that I can rely on, and funnily enough, mm. it's a bunch of prisoners. It's one thing to say yes 
and to help start something. But I believe this is your fifth year? It is. So what mm. is keeping you coming back for more each, each year? Um, it, it genuinely fulfills me. Like, I, I get a great deal of joy from it. The satisfaction I get from this, I get so much more out of it than what I put into it. So seeing that change within an individual is extraordinary and, and yeah, profoundly rewarding. Uh, and I think, as, as Chris said, you know, they, 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 when, when times got tough for me a couple of years ago, these are the guys, that st and corrections actually, um, who stood right by me and said, you know, we got your back. Uh, and gave me the strength to keep going on. You know, when people are offering me all sorts of cliches, you know, you know you'll rise, you know, dust yourself off and all that sort of stuff and whatever. One of these guys sent me a letter from, I think he'd been moved to Christchurch prison, you know, a handwritten letter in the mail. Uh, and it was just, it was just, I was, I've got it framed above my desk. Uh, and basically the, the, the post line he said, I've got, you know, he said, if prison teaches you one thing, it teaches you to get your shit together, bro. And he says, there's a whole lot better in there about, you know, I'll come and work for you, even if you're working at KFC, and he's quite funny. But at the end of it, he said, so just remember. And I thought, of all the things I've been told, that was actually, a, that's what I needed to do, was just get up and get on. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I have, you know, and, uh, and you know, so the, and who, who thought that the, the best words of advice I would get at that time would be for a man who is doing a life sentence, you know, who had, you know, the most intelligent, relevant thing to say. Um, yeah, it's been extraordinary. I mean, these guys have given me so much more. Like, we talk about giving them self-esteem and self-confidence and, uh, and the idea that actually they can get a job on release and that people won't just, they haven't got criminal tattooed on their foreheads, which most of them seem to think they have. Um, but they've given me empathy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know uh, tolerance. Uh, you know, I'm a much calmer person, I think, for my experience of, be, of being in here. You know, I, a, a fundamental understanding of what freedom is and how fortunate we are to have it mm -hmm. because None of us really know what that is until it's taken away from us, but none of us truly know what a loss of freedom is until you come to jail. You know, in prison yeah. you spend your whole life going from a high security classification to a low one. That's mm. what you aim for, that's your life. Yes. If you get down to low enough, you can come into a kitchen. So you're right, they worked sometimes for decades to get to this level, mm. and they will not yeah. let that go quickly. No. So when they're here, you can feel relatively uh, comfortable and relatively safe, mm. and especially for the dinners, there are prisoners who are outside the wire, yeah. but they have corrections officers around. The yeah. funny thing on the night is we have prisoners in white shirts being waiters and corrections officers in white yeah. shirts helping, and you can't tell the difference. Yeah. So we have corrections officers there all the time, surrounding the place. Every prisoner wears an anklet, yes. make sure they're there, and they'll stay anyway. They won't do anything naughty, but um, we have that level of security, but they're outside the wire yeah. for that night, yeah. and, uh, and the public are with them. So it's that, for the prisoners too, it's like, oh, so people are going to support us, really. Yeah. yeah. Is it going to be better for me? Maybe, yeah, it is. Do we want you to come back? No, we don't want you to come back. No. We want you to, you know, just, we want to be a smaller government. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, less prisons, not more prisons. 95% of these people are going to get out. Mm. The, the ones that aren't, you know, you know their names. The rest are going to get out. If Martin can accept them, we want the other rest community to, to do as well. Because yeah. that's the only way that they're not going to reoffend when they're out. So that's yeah. why we do it, to get public support. Not to sell tickets, yeah. not to have a dinner in a prison, none of that. The reason is to get our community to accept these prisoners because they get out. And, and that gives them a better chance of rehabilitation yeah. and reintegrating back into their community and their families. And whether they're pumping gas on the forecourt when you, get, you know, when you, when you pull in to get some petrol, or you wonder who stacked the shelves in the supermarket that night, mm. Right, you know, and what these guys are on the train, they're on the buses, they're next yeah. to you, you know, they, they, you know they're, they're going to be back in the community at one point, and the, be the better we acknowledge that and embrace that, 
then try and high five. Better nick that rent. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So have you guys have you guys met Lathan and Pete yet? I haven't done the like. Okay. Hi, I'm Dana. Hi. Dana. Yeah. Hi, Dana. Dana. So you guys have been part of it like right from the start. Tell me about those first couple of weeks. Like, what was it like? You know, I'm not sure at the start over since we met Martin. Eh? Everything really changed, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it was real great um, to meet Martin. Like, he's the best mentor. Like, Are you just saying that because he's right next to you? <laughs> 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 but what did, do you choose to do this, bro? Or like, do they say, oh. I've always been know, selected from like a, a handful of people to right. do it, eh? Yeah. There's a selection process that uh, they go okay. through here. Uh, of like basically where they're at in their sentence, what their risk class is, mm. where they're working within the kitchen. Like you know, the, 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 they teach them unit standards in here. You know, to get ready for when they leave. So you know how far they threw on their unit standards, and also are there guys that are likely to mess up while we're doing this? Because if, you know, if we lose someone from the team because they've made a mistake and they've got kicked out of the kitchen or out of the unit, then we lose someone who could be fundamentally crucial to what we're doing. So you know we need guys as well who are you know less likely to, to mess around. Yeah. Uh, so hand selected. Visitor centre, and these guys put the, the, the food together for it, 
and it's fantastic, right? Because they just go do whatever they kind of want to do. And then their families are coming, their families are blown away. And they go, yeah. you know, like, you made this? And they go, oh, I made that, you know? And, 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 the, and the food is, you know, you walk and you go, oh my God, like, it's, it's not just lamb, well, it was lamb, it was last year, but, you know, like, it's, you know, they put a lot of effort into it, a lot of pride there. Yeah. And they're yeah. showing their families and going, this is what I'm learning, this is what I'm doing while I'm here. And, you know, that's a, and food's a powerful way of connecting with people, right? And reconnecting with people. And cultures. Yeah, absolutely. Also. The best thing about that is when you get visits here, if you get your family come to visit, as you might know, you just wear orange overalls, you're not allowed to touch them, you might give them a bit of a kiss when you get there, yeah. sit across the table, that's it, no more contact for the whole visit, really impersonal. Um, the first year was sort of like that, but the second year um, from now on, um, because of the Wellington on a plate thing, we've got a lot of trust in us, our families can just come in, we, we dress in whatever we want to dress in, and we yeah. just mingle like this sit around. for the afternoon. And you can, we can go talk to each other's families, they get to yeah. meet Martin and, and all Could you work for that? Kids, kids yeah. are yeah. all yeah. over but them. The, you know? the, yeah. 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 Your experience as a, as, as a top chef, you've, you've cooked all over the world. You, mm. Don't you do stuff for the America's Cup? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't you do yeah. something in the Aussie team, mate? Because <laughs> you know, I do that stuff. They won't let me near them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been impressed by what's happened? Um, this has been, it, it's been more than impressive, it's been life-changing, you know, it, it really has, it's, it's had profound, I really mean like profound um, effects on me, like in terms of my beliefs, uh, my views, I mean, some views I didn't even know I had, but... Views about? Know, about sentencing, about yeah. imprisonment, about, you know, what these guys should be, you know, what the, what the punishment should be for their crimes, and, you know, I'd never had, I'd had no experience of a jail, but I thought that was, you know, it, was, it sounded to me like it was a bit of a luxury yeah. kind of place to spend time, and... You know, and yeah, I'd never sort of come into contact with a corrections officer before. I didn't appreciate the job they were doing uh, and, what, and what life was like in here. And, you know, you spend any you spend any time in here, and uh, it, it, it's a confronting place. I imagine if you're a, if you're an inmate here, but it's just as confronting if you're a visitor here as well. And you're kind of forced to take stock of a lot of those things. And you get to know them. You go, actually, you know what? I, you know, the biggest thing for me that I've learned is that you can't define a man by the worst choices ever made. Mm. You know, like, you know, because we all made bad choices and got away with it and just carried on with our life, you know. Yeah, right. And uh, and the same thing for these guys, you know, like they they are so much more than the, what you know, the sum of the uh, some of the couple of parts have been. Uh, and um, I regard them now as friends, yeah, you know, good friends. Yeah. No one I've met yet goes, I can't wait to come back to jail. I can't wait to reoffend so I can come back. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> you know, they're all going, they're all saying here, I'm never coming back. I don't want to come back. But it's in the community, society outside of here, mm. that's where it falls apart. When we don't give these men a chance, we don't, and we don't, we don't accept the fact that he's done his time and he's done a few courses and he's, he, he may be re rehabilitated. And I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, I can't talk for every prisoner in the country, but for the most of the ones that I've met, mm. that's the case. But we don't employ them. You know, we don't give them that chance to prove to us that actually, they, you know, they're ready to rejoin, you know, rejoin our communities. Pete's eggs, Benny's pretty good, but not that good that they want to come back for a day. So have you had a lot of the guys that have done the program that are out there now working? Yeah, there's about five, four or five, yeah, four or five yeah. now. So a couple are still, still on the, like the release to work program, yep. which means they've moved out of the unit here into the self-care units. So it's that transition stage of, you know, being in prison, but, uh, and they go to work and then they come back. So they're still under, they haven't quite been paroled yet, um, but it's the, it's the transition stage, so before they, before they get out. So, you know, and, and, the, I tell you, and the guys they're working for, love them. <laughs> they love them. They go, they're yeah. fantastic. Don't want to see you go. What can we do to help? Yeah. You know, what, what more do you want to what, learn? What, what more do you want to learn? Yeah, so exactly. is that what you're doing, bro? You're, you're sort of, um, what are you doing? You, you well, sort of come and go? Half foot in, half foot out. <laughs> is that legal, mate? <laughs> yeah. It's sort of, um, we live in houses, yeah. like self-care units. Um, oh, you put an asking boy, better get taken up there and have a look. But they actually, Four bedroom houses, you get um, to live with three other guys. Yep. 
Um, we we go out every day and go go to work. We come back at night. We wear bracelets on our on our ankles. We pay rent. You know, like today this afternoon, and we go shopping, buy the groceries for the house, and um, it's all controlled environment. But you you buy your own groceries. Um, minimal amount of money we've given a certain amount to spend on our groceries but it's, it's just trying to get us used to the whole living with other people awesome. uh, work in a house you know budgeting and that sort of thing um, but yeah working in the community that's that's a big buzz and um, and once again it's that confidence thing you you because when I first went to work um, I'd spent 16 17 years here and so wow. the first start work you know I first of all I went in to meet the people that the people are going to hire me and the person took me and they said, oh, don't mention your crime. The, the word murder sounds quite yeah. confronting. Yeah. And I sat it could stop a conversation. <laughs> my way of thinking was, well, I'm going to be working with these people. Um, I'm just going to be honest because we live in a society now that they read something, they believe it. That's it. It's no, it's no second. And you've got no control over We've that. Got no control over that. You've got control over what you can what say. say. And so when I sat down with these people, um, they were sort of going, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then she sort of, I said the lady go to me, I've got to ask the hard question now. Um, especially when I said I've been in for nearly 17 years yeah. um, and before she said anything I just went murder yeah. and the whole room just went no, look I want to get it out there said I'm not going to hide anything yeah. said this is about me starting a new life yeah. mm -hmm. um, and you know if there's anything you want to know I said I know you can get on the internet you can google me you can do whatever you like that's not the truth it's yeah. not the whole truth part of it is part of it isn't said, if you want to know anything, you ask me, I'll sit down with a coffee and I'll tell you anything you want to know. I'm not going to hide anything. Some of it makes me feel ashamed. It doesn't happen to everybody, but sooner or later you've got to look yourself in the mirror and take stock. And um, I got to a point where I looked myself in the mirror one day and didn't like what I saw. That was yeah. it. And um, I vowed that was it. It's over. How's that looking in the mirror today? Yeah. Good. I feel happy. Yeah. I like what I see. Yeah. I like yeah. the person I've become. I mean, I feel, um, I just like who I am. And so we well, yeah, when, you, when you told me that yeah. story, the first time, and yeah, one of the things that I remember from that was you said you made a decision that you didn't want to start your new life as a liar. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, cool. uh, yeah. And I thought, yeah, you know, it's a hard thing to do because you don't know strength. what they're going to say. You know, um, you know, there was a, a, a lady there who was one of the bosses who must have googled me at one stage, and, and I knew straight away I could tell that she'd changed body language and all that straight stuff. Straight away, you become an expert at body language, and you have to to survive. Otherwise, bad things can happen. And. Um, and so I, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't, I couldn't, I, and one of the other bakers sort of told me she's Googled you, and she's freaked out on it. But I didn't know how to approach it, so what I did, I just waited over a period of days to get a good opportunity to get close to her and how to talk to her. And, um, and I basically just broached the subject, and she admitted that she'd Googled me, and so I just took her away for a cup of coffee, we sat down, I told her my whole life, I told her my journey, I told her what I was up to, what I'd done, the whole lot. And um, she was blown away by it, and she ended up, crying and give me a big hug and for me and I, was just, and I found that and that is courage yeah and I found that most people just about every sort of person I've met out there they don't mm. care about you being from jail they they just want to see you get out there and if you're, if you're doing mm. your job well and you get on well with people they're happy but you're always going to get the odd one that will judge you doesn't matter because not even the world likes you anyway, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm. Don't they? <laughs> they like us. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's just, but um, I suppose, and I'm assuming something here, in your early days, if somebody didn't like you, you go through them, but these days now you just go around them, eh, bro? Yeah, I yeah, mean, you uh, do. it's not worth it, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you take offence to it. Okay? Yeah. And, 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 but it's, it's a totally different person, you know, you're more confront, confrontational or aggressive, so. Yeah. But I don't know, you just, nothing's a problem. Now it's just just happy. You just like yeah. you said about Pete. Just got a smile on his face. He's happy. And we're doing our time. We deserve yeah. to be here. We're not angels. 
Um, and like Martin said about society, you've just got to learn that we're doing our time, we're getting it done. If we're going to come yeah. out and honestly try and change, give us a chance. Yeah. The employers will be amazed. What they're yeah. amazed by is how committed we are to the, our employer because yeah. they've, given us, they've given us a chance. Right. And yeah. so yeah. we, we give it back to them yeah. in spades. Yeah. You know? yeah. and, so and I suppose yeah. you're paving the way too because as people get to know you, and you're being so honest and open in, yeah. in, in your yeah. work environment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you know Pete comes through and he's there, yeah. they're going to treat him totally yeah. different because of their experience yeah. with you. Well, yeah, yeah, this is a yeah. really important story to tell. Like the more people you can tell the story to, you know, the more people are likely to start hiring these guys on release. And you know, and, you know the aim is to reduce reoffending. You can't do anything about the, you know the offending right now, but reducing reoffending. That's, but that's where employing these guys is, is so key to to doing that because all too often, you know, we read about a guy who's just reoffended going back to jail, I mean, society throws their hands up and goes, yeah, the system's broken, it doesn't work, you know, da 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 We actually, you were the problem. Maybe they knocked on your door, maybe they asked you for a job, and you might have said, yeah, you probably said no. Maybe what would have happened if you just said yes. Yeah. With ESA, we're doing a bit of a road trip, so we're meeting different people around the country, and we're looking at, you know, like, redemption, you know, sacrifice, what does everyday sacrifice look like? And then the idea of, you know, ESA, new life, new beginnings, which kind of is sort of where you guys are at as well. I mean, for people that are listening, you know, we're saying that they kind of, sometimes people fear what they don't know. Yeah. I mean, what do you want to say to, to New Zealand? I think for me, Just it's, give it's a a, 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 yeah, right. give them a chance. I yeah. think for me, it's a surprise. Yeah, if, you know, if you're an employee and you get to that question which says, have you ever been convicted of a criminal offence? And the guy writes yes, and he writes down what is the, you know, the, you know, underneath that, like, you know, what it's been. Move on to question number five. You know, like, don't just stop the interview at that point. Yeah. Go, okay, tell me about that. Right, and you know, and, and ask those questions, and you, you'll naturally be curious, and these guys will tell you the answers to those questions. But just you know, move on, you know, just move forward, because it's just like hiring anybody else. Yeah. The thing is, you probably know more about these guys than you would about any other prospective candidate coming in through That's your right. door. Yeah, and yeah. it'll be the the truth, warts and all. Yeah, you'll be pleasantly yeah. surprised, I think, and and like um, we've probably got more to lose than anyone else because we are doing life. You know, yeah. we get mm. recalled. You can sit here for years, and, and we've got we've got wow, more drive right. to improve ourselves yeah. than anyone else has. But it's trying to talk to people like that and say, look, give your life a chance. You'll be amazed. Uh, I think that's that redemption, though. I mean, that, that, yeah. that redemption of the people. They've done what society has demanded of them. You know, now it's time to redeem themselves. You know, it's so cool. You know, like he is so passionate, and it's cool too. I think you know, talking about when you first sort of were approached about the idea and just been like, no, 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 no. And now to talk to you and you're so passionate mm. and you're like sharing and, and to hear you guys, what you're getting out of it, it it's really cool, it's such a great initiative. Congratulations guys, you killed a fantastic. Yeah. Oh, these guys do all the work, man. Like, you know, they're, just, that's it. they're the ones that put the hard yards in. You get a good feed out of it, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you used to have a hot crust bun. Oh no, they just come out of the oven, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, it smells so good. It's amazing actually going in there and, and shaking hands with these guys and for me being pregnant and feeling my little boy move around yeah. <laughs> and feeling quite surreal that here I am talking to these guys who have you know said to us you know we're here because of murder um, being in prison well, yeah, you forget who you're talking to oh yeah you see I've got people in my whanau my extended whanau who are awesome and I love and they go mate forget those mongrels just they should rotten, you know, and go, yeah, okay. But that hasn't worked mm. in society. You know, if this, and the thing is, what was the figure? 95% of people get released. Get released. Yeah. So as a taxpayer, as a, a, a proud Māori New Zealander, 
if they can get released with some skills that's going to keep them safe and I don't have to pay for them to go back in, I'm in for it. And like you're saying, you've got family members that think like that. Well, Martin, he thought like that. That's right. You know, and it wasn't until he was there. And now he's been there for five years. i tell you the big thing, though. Those hot cross buns look good, didn't they? so good. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I thought so I can just now. stick one in my pocket, but that's theft. You don't want to steal from prison. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.